Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Verseek's Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. Hello and welcome to the Inside Executive Search Podcast. My name is Steve Yakish, and this podcast is for business owners, executive, and board members seeking strategies and tactics to attract, select, and retain the very best. If you're curious on how to do that, keep listening. This podcast will help you get there. That said, I'd like to bring in the iconic Scott Peterson. Every week, we come up with a different descriptor of me. Well, so iconic is good. Then. Iconic is good. It's, you know, end of the year, we're right before the holidays. Thanks for the intro, Steve. Always. Today, we're going to go back in the archives and, and resurrect. What we kind of talked about is, is brand and employee brand at companies and how important that is to attract the right talent, but also to retain the right talent. So we have a special guest today, Colette Litzinger from Jamp Software. Colette is the talent brand manager there. And we're going to let her sort of describe and introduce us to Jamf and what she does there. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Jamf software for the listeners that are unfamiliar with who Jamf is. Sure. Well, Jamf is basically the uh, standard for Apple in the enterprise. So our platform basically brings that experience that Apple consumers enjoy every day to businesses, schools, government organizations, etc. via a remote platform that handles IT functions such as updating, deploying, and securing the devices. So if my kid, for example, is in a big school district and they've got Apple products, yep. would Jamf be the one to manage all that? Exactly. And keep it you know, mm-hmm. kind of updated and, and the new iOS and everything else that goes with that? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's a perfect example. So setting the permissions, those permissions might be different that for students <laughs> than they are for teachers and kind of deploying and updating and keeping those devices managed just like an IT person would, right. but from a remote-based, soft, cloud-based software. Awesome. And that's good for phones, iPads, iMacs. iMacs, is that a thing? No, MacBooks. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. yep. All right, well... We have recently had an opportunity to partner with Jamp on, on a, um, some recruiting projects, and that's when we got introduced to what we were blown away with is Jamp's talent brand and the thoughtfulness that have gone into it and just some of the documents that you guys shared with us. I mean, they were pretty powerful. So that led us to reaching out to you, the creator of it. So tell us a little bit, Colette, why did Jamp recognize the importance of talent brand and and decide to invest Mm -hmm. not only in it, but to bring a marketer with your expertise in to do um, and and create that? Sure. Well, it's a new position. Uh, The talent brand manager is a new position for Jamf. So the nice thing about that is I'm kind of building it and creating it as we kind of go along. Mm -hmm. But really, I mean, the marketplace just continues to get more and more competitive for candidates, especially qualified candidates. Mm -hmm. And that's really true in Europe as well. And we have offices in Poland and Amsterdam, as well as Japan and Australia. And, you know, in some of those locations, tech companies are aplenty and they're really strong in their brand presence um, and, and in their talent brand sure. presence as well. And if you don't kind of stack up 
not only as a thought leader in the tech industry, but as an employer, you just can't compete in those markets. And that's the same here in the U.S. as well. So we just kind of need to manage our reputation as an employer and make sure that Jamf is a top of mind career choice. Awesome. So Jamf brought you in. So kind of had a blank slate, I'm assuming. How did you go about it? You know, figure out how are we going to build this to what it is today? Sure. Yeah, we have a job for you and we don't know what it is, but you're going to help us get there. So how do you, how do you get there? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I come from a background of about 20 years of experience in, in marketing and brand strategy. So, you know, I just, I worked at both on the client side and the agency side. So I would come into organizations and kind of help them develop their brand strategy, whether that's a master brand level or an employment brand level. And so I just kind of went into Jamf to Doing what I normally would do. But, you know, really one of the primary goals for us was establishing our messaging platform. You know, how do we really tell the JAMP story as an employer and what does that story look like? And that story, is it obviously online, digitally, especially from an employment standpoint? So like a LinkedIn and I don't know what the other platforms mm-hmm. you guys utilize, but I'm assuming there's consistency online in person with a candidate, in print, there's there's that had to be part of the process, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first we kind of have to develop our messaging platform and kind of figure out what our story is. And then basically, how do we tell that story to the world through all of the touch points that our audiences interact with our brand? So website, social media, job boards, job postings, even events and video. Yeah. Was that fairly uh, inconsistent before you got there and implemented or how were they doing it? Pretty- I wouldn't say that it was inconsistent, okay. but I'm not sure that it really told the authentic experience of what it's really like to work there. You know, I think that we used a lot of buzzwords. It certainly wasn't a bad messaging strategy, but I think we just needed to elevate it and dig a little bit deeper into how do we really communicate and get across, like what it's really like to work there for candidates who are just looking at a website and don't have the, you know, in-house or actual, you know, experience of of being on the inside. Yeah, or know somebody there that could speak to it, whatever. Exactly. Yep. So yeah. tell us a little bit about how did you create that messaging? Well, what's that process or what was your process to do that? Sure. Well, you know, there's a few things that go into it. I mean, first, you know, we did a competitor audit and kind of looked at some of the competitive organizations as well as aspirant organizations and looked at how they're telling their story. Mm-hmm. Because we have to not only know what we're up against and measure up, but we have to stand out. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of the first first thing. Also, just looking at like our reviews on our job boards, as well as like any employment surveys that we currently have out there. So just kind of digging in and gathering as much insight as I could. But I think the biggest thing that really brought that messaging foundation together was I ended up doing about 20 or so focus groups around the organization to basically gain insight and talking with employees on really what is the authentic experience like working at Jamf. Mm -hmm. And those 20 groups were kind of broken out between job categories, locations, tenure with the company, and seeing if there's differences in sentiment, differences in the experiences, and differences in just the emotional connection that people have with the brand. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So you, you have global locations. Do you tweak the messaging for some of the European 
locations versus Minneapolis or or Eau Claire? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting question. I think that as I was conducting all of these focus groups, there were definitely key messages that rose to the top that were consistent among all groups. And that kind of becomes like the primary messaging platform. But any differences fell into what we call audience personas. And there are some slight differences. The, The messaging platform itself is the same, but there might be different levers that we pull more stronger in certain locations than we would in others. So for instance, you know, in Poland, the Apple brand is kind of considered a fancy brand and it doesn't necessarily have as big of a draw in that market, but our messaging platform as it relates to helping people with technology and and making a difference for the user and impacting people's lives is going to be more of like a an awareness message in Poland whereas in Amsterdam in the UK, Apple is a very prominent brand and that that partnership is going to be a big draw for that market. So it's just kind of like which lever do we pull based on their mm-hmm. where they're at in their decision making path. Yeah, what are you using it for to attract talent or is it more a company brand for business branding versus the the talent branding? I mean, I'm sure there's exactly. I'm sure your mm-hmm. those 20 focus groups showed you a lot of really cool things what the company is doing, but also areas where, hey, we can improve here too. And to be able to bring that back to you know, the talent or the messaging from human resources and the rest of the company was probably pretty impact- impactful for you guys. Yeah. I mean, I was coming new coming into the organization. And so for me to even tackle a messaging platform, if I don't meet with employees and talk to them and kind of learn about like what the authentic experience is and how that's consistent among all groups, then I'm, I'm just really making it up right you know and that's not that's definitely not what we want to do we want to make sure our messaging is the same experience that we're delivering and then your employees know like hey i was part of giving that feedback exactly and and i see it now it was we launched what that looks like yeah messaging you're like yes that's what i said that's what we said as a group that really is impactful for them from a retention and hey they're listening to us as employees of the company yeah i think that's actually the best part about it is that messaging platform was actually created by Jamf employees, I might have like strung it together yeah. and you yeah. know put you know filled it in a little bit and turned it into a messaging platform. But really, I mean, it really did come it's from our people, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Which makes it true yeah. and makes people you have to feel it. You know, our candidates have to be able to feel that. Yeah, no, that's very very cool. Well, two part question: How are you utilizing it today, and then where? Where do you see it changing or additions to in the future, you know, for attracting talent to Jamf? Sure. Well, you know, it's kind of never done. That's one thing. But I think right now we're kind of staging the house before we put the house on the market. So we have the messaging platform, but we also really need the visual language that supports that. That's something that our competitors are doing really, really well, especially overseas. Talent brand has kind of, they're a little bit ahead of the curve, I would say, than we are a little bit in the U.S. But they, you know, they really have that visual um, photography and video that really supports and shows the experience. And people are are so visible that visual that those two things really have to have to come together. So we actually just recently finished a photo shoot and video shoot so that we can kind of develop those assets and those communication materials so that we can show that experience online through our mm-hmm. website or through our job boards or yeah, through so social media. The, you got the words 
Yep. Now you got the pictures and the video, you marry those together. And then, mm -hmm. like you said, some of your competitors are a little bit ahead of that. And so catching up to that sounds like 2020 will be the year to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're just kind of like developing all those go-to-market strategies sure. and executing. Well, I think too, from if I put myself in a candidate's seat and I see the jam online, whether it's via the words or videos, but then I show up for my first live experience and I see it, mm -hmm. what I've what I've captured online, and then I hear it consistently, whether it's interviewing with my what might be my hiring manager, whether it's talking to somebody in talent acquisition or maybe a peer of mine if I do join the company, I can only assume that helps the consistency of the messaging, both through conversation and online. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that experience and all those touch points, whether those are personal through an interview or just, you know, kind of doing research on your own through a website or social media that has to be consistent and it has to be compelling mm -hmm. and it has to feel authentic. And so that has to be true because again, we can't communicate one thing and deliver a different experience. Um, that's just kind of brand 101. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we've talked throughout our podcast about how do you attract talent and you have to have a compelling story. You have yes. to have a compelling reason for me to want to take the phone call from Jamf or reply to or respond to that ad. And I think building that compelling story has been a theme of ours throughout our, our podcast. And it's great to hear that that's resonating down to a talent brand strategy. I guess it, it confirms what we were talking about on our podcast, which is great. Yeah. Well, and too, and I think in a roundabout way, it probably helps from a retention standpoint because as the candidates are going through the process and they're saying yes to the offer, they know exactly what they're getting into. Exactly. And they know what their experience is because they've seen a consistent message. So they're not surprised when they show up day one mm -hmm. and it's different than what they anticipated it being. Right. How you guys are messaging and polling and surveying your staff, I can only assume you're going to see a lot of dividends long term from a retention standpoint as well. Yeah, I mean, luckily, our, our employee retention rate is already very high, which is great. But you're exactly right. I mean, I think that there's definitely a retention component because people know coming in what the expectations are, not only of the company, but of those around them. And really, you know, recruiting is just establishing fit for the company and making sure that that person's going to succeed there and also helps us know what we're hiring for. What are we looking for in candidates and making sure that we bring people in who are a fit so that retention mm -hmm. works on both sides. Yeah, we we preach to probably too often, but it, it, it resonates is there, you get alignment from a company fit, a job fit and a career fit, mm -hmm. you get high performance, high retention. Yeah. And I think the, the exercise that you guys have been doing you specifically is gonna ensure that that alignment is there. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, very cool. Yeah. I know you're just getting going in this, but have you seen any results of this as, as early as it is in your exercise? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few things. And like I said, we're still kind of putting the house on the market, so to speak, because <laughs> sure. um, we haven't, you know, we, have, we don't have those new photo assets back yet. We sure. don't have the new video out, videos out yet. But we are putting the messaging platform out there when we can and where we can. And there's certainly anecdotal feedback that we've sure. gotten 
from it so far, uh, you know, yeah. you guys for, for one, <laughs> but yeah. just from candidates as well, kind of repeating some of those messages back to us and kind of some of the things that initially attracted them or thought was interesting. We've also seen, you know, some of increases in our job board traffic as well as our kind of reviews and rankings have gone up on Glassdoor and Indeed, which is, you know, definitely like more of a metric. That's actually gone up quite a bit. Awesome. Um, and that's that's really great to yeah. see. Well, and the cool thing is it's just the beginning. I can only imagine it what is. the metrics in, are going to look like at the end of 2020. So. Yeah. I would imagine some companies are going to try to copy what you're doing. Because um, <laughs> we haven't seen a lot of it at a lot of companies. This is very new Intentional. Um, new intentional way of going about creating that buzz within your company, but to attract and retain your best people. And we're going to hopefully see more companies spend more time doing that because it's it's really an area that I believe is has been kind of underserved for quite a while. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think employment brand or talent brand, kind of whatever whatever you decide to call it, is is definitely a growing field. I think it is kind of a newer focus in the industry of brand management, so to speak. And I, yeah, I definitely think that a lot of companies will be investing in their employment brand, kind of stepping that up. Because again, there, there's more candidates than jobs, or sorry, more jobs than candidates. Yeah, yeah. Let's flip yeah, that. Hopefully that's not a, uh, that's not a, that's not a foreshadowing. <laughs> right, <economy>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, they certainly won't be able to copy the experience. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. Well, Colette, thanks for coming in. Appreciate your insight um, and walking us through the Jam story and, and how you've helped them create the beginnings of what is their talent brand moving forward. So appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Yeah, thanks thank for having me. Thank you so me. much. And you're our last podcast of the year. And ending so, with a bang. Ending yeah. with, you know, right before the holiday season. So we won't see or you won't hear us until the new year and some more surprises and new guests in the coming year. So stay tuned for those podcasts coming up. Yep, absolutely. And if you want to get a hold of, of Scott, you can always look him up on LinkedIn or at Verseek.com. And uh, if you want to get a hold of Colette, you can probably do the same thing. You're, I know you're out there on LinkedIn and yeah. give her a call at Jamp Software. You can probably call the front desk and track her down if need be. And if you like what you're hearing, as always, feel free to subscribe to the podcast on all the major podcast channels. And we will talk to everybody in the new year. Sounds great. We'll talk then.